As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to MileHighHuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. YouTube's always working. We're always working for YouTube. Okay. It, it said earlier up. that there was a, a delay or something was wrong with YouTube when I signed in. Well, there's a there's something wrong with all of us, Carl. Just deep down, we all have our parents all messed us up. Now, guys, welcome in. I think getting really real, really quick here on this Tuesday, uh, Tuesday evening. Welcome in to uh, building the Broncos. I am uh, Nick Kendall along with Carl Dummer. Carl, how you doing today, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, got a little cat nap in before this because, uh, you know, Tuesdays are my food day. Got to hey. do a lot of food. And uh, so got all that done and and got one more week of that. And then okay. summer break starts. So I'm excited about that. But uh, it's been it's been a long journey with some of that. What about well, you, man? I am absolutely exhausted. Um, I had a really great time uh, backpacking to the Enchanted Valley. Um, three days, two nights. Um, it was only about, God, how many miles is it? Like 26 miles actually from the camp or from the trailhead to the Enchanted Valley area. But uh, we went all the way to a creek called White Creek to see if we could get up to Anderson Pass. I made a life decision that we're not going any further because um, it was like a 10 foot uh, across the stream where you couldn't see the bottom and it was rushing in a cliff drop. So we're like, you know what? This is far enough. Um, but uh, had a good time. I'm exhausted. Um, but uh, really happy to be here, get some normalcy going again. And Great kickoff to the summer and the backpacking season. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. 
Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Speaking of summer in the backpacking season, we got to get to everybody in the chats. No, absolutely no transition makes sense there. We're just rolling with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Chris, Chris Carruthers is coming in here. Favorite part of the day, lunchtime and podcast time. What's up, Broncos country? Chris, that means a lot, man. Uh, don't recognize you from in the comment section before, but want to give you a shout out, man. That's that really that's very nice of you to say. We appreciate that. Yeah, very and, much so. When we can be rated as high as lunchtime, oh man, that's that's a big deal. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, that uh, reminds me of a, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. What, what is a man's three favorite sayings? Breakfast is served, lunch is served, dinner is served. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's uh, let's get into this intro here. So, guys, this is building or yeah, building the Broncos. Too many shows these days. Uh, building the Broncos. I am your host slash co-host uh, Nick Kendall, along with my good friend and co-host Carl Dummer. You can find us on Twitter at Nick Kendall MHH. Also, you can find us um, on Twitter at Mile High Huddle and at Huddle Up Pod. I'm going to take that off because. I wanted to see our banners, but uh, it's okay. Also follow us at BTB Football Pod. That helps a heck of a lot. Um, if you guys are joining us on YouTube today, Carl said there were some issues with YouTube earlier, but please, if you are joining us on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and share. Outside of Super Chats, that's the number one thing you can do to help us out. Um, also, guys, make sure you click give a thumb up. Then we have 111 people in here, according to my metrics. One like all from Ernie Mays. Oh, man, Ernie the dude. Ernie's always coming in here hot. We appreciate you, Ernie. Um, but... Uh, yeah, no, that's that's great. Wow, this sucks. I can't watch because I'm only I'm doing my final. Well, Jay, um, skip your final. That's that's the one solution. School is for suckers, said the guy that stayed at school forever. I mean, my wife just got out. And she was in school for God until she was 28 years old. So I don't know if I'm supposed to say my wife's age on here, but um, that's a uh, yeah. No, it's a uh, good luck on your final, Jay. That's uh, that's important. We don't want to be that guy. Ernie saying, go Nick and Carl. Um, he can't pay attention to because he has the final. That's okay, Jay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, no. Let's get to this. Uh, let's get to the super before we uh, go any further, right? Stephen yeah. Baumgartner coming out coming out here with uh, a good transition to our topic title here. Uh, hey guys, Drew Lock is my quarterback. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. Hashtag Lock season. Hashtag Go Royals. All right. Well, I'm not sure about that last bit, although I haven't enjoyed a fair amount of baseball games in Kauffman Stadium there in Kansas City, a fair amount of uh, St. Louis Cardinals wins. Um, but uh, that's a beautiful stadium. And also, we, we want to get to this. So, Stephen, first off, thank you very much for the $10 Super. You're the man. We appreciate you. Um, the topic today, it's kind of, it's much to do about nothing. But uh, Drew Locke, changing his footwork. Ooh. Ah. Yeah, I saw it all over Twitter. People talking about it. Oh, it doesn't matter. Does it really matter? Um, we talked about it a little bit this morning, but I'll just get it out there, out of the way. Is it a bad thing? No. Is it a good thing? Maybe. Like, we're, we don't know, right? Like, there's like a three, five-second clip out there where his his footwork, his stance is slightly different. And was, did he learn that from Peyton Manning? Is that something from uh, Pat Sh- uh, Mike Shula, uh, the quarterback coach? We don't know. Is it going to make a difference? We don't know. Um, but uh, I guess it's not – it can't be – I wouldn't say it's a bad thing. It can only be a good thing. Now, to what extent is it a good thing? Time will tell. <laughs> right. 
So uh, you wanted to correct something about that too, because it's uh, you yeah. kind of rolled your eyes about the footwork thing. Well, it, it's everybody says, "Oh, look, his footwork's better." It's his stance is better. It sets up better where he can actually have better footwork, but uh, he's not quite as lazy as he was before. I would say in his footwork uh, or in his okay, I'm doing it too in his stance. Um, but a couple things. It's easy to do that early in the, the off-season stuff where you've been working on some of those things. What happens when live action starts? A lot of players revolt, revert back to what they were doing before. So I really want to be careful and, and wait and see on some of this. Like, like you said, is it a bad thing? No. The, I, I don't think there's any bad that can come from this. Is it a good thing? It's wait and see. And uh, I, I, I'm excited that he has put in some work with – uh, with Jake Plummer, with Peyton Manning, uh, th- that's not a bad thing. He- he's making good decisions this offseason. And if he's the Broncos quarterback, then uh, you and I have said it before. We are really hoping Drew Locke becomes the great quarterback of the Broncos for the future and for today. Um, we just have some trouble believing that it's going to happen. Uh, and well. I, I really hope I'm wrong. I hope we come in here and one of these days the chat's like, oh, we told you Drew Locke's going to be the man. And we just have an entire episode that is Nick and I going, you know what? You guys were right. We were wrong. I, I hope we have that episode. I really yeah. do because that that's all good for the Broncos. I mean, we, we've talked about before how great this roster is. There's a lot of people that look at this Denver Broncos, Dan Orlovsky, uh, when he was talking about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he said the Broncos are the best team for him to go to to have immediate success because they've got a great roster already built up. Top five defense, weapons galore, great offensive line. Everything's in place for a quarterback to go and have success, whether that's Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, or Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, whoever it may be. They're all set up to have success. Which ones can actually have success? I mean, it's a wait and see. Yeah. No, that's very much waiting to see. And we got Beowulf coming in here saying, uh, you have a hard time giving Locke any credit with a whataboutism. Doesn't come across as supportive. You know, I am just, I'm a curmudgeon. In my heart, in my soul, I'm a curmudgeon. And that is something that when it comes to Drew Locke and the footwork and how he's played, you know, I, I guess just seeing everything over the offseason, you know, this player, X player is in the best shape of their life. B player has his second year in the system feeling, finally he's understands it has a mastery of the playbook. The players A and B finally have chemistry with player J. So now they're now they're going to take off this season. You know, it, I, it's off-season trope time. All that stuff is, it's a good storyline, right? And you get, every single team has those every single off-season. And they will for the end of time. But once the bullets are flying, and once the game is live, does that hold? And I wouldn't say more often than not, it doesn't. But it, it definitely does not always. So yeah. uh, I just, you know, wait and see. I, and I don't think that's a that's a bad place to be. Um, but, uh, it's just a, it's a critical place to be, but right. that's just, that's who I am, I guess. Right. I and, and my opinion of Locke is not going to change because of a three second clip. <laughs> it would, During I mean, this... no, it could, like if he did something like, what if he like, you know, kicked a dog? My, my opinion. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only way it could change in a three second period is for the negative, for the positive. Yeah. It, it takes time to, to build that up. And, uh, and so he, he's got to show it time and time again. And like mm-hmm. I said, I really do hope. I really do. We're not trying to be downers here <laughs> or anything like that. I know there's a lot of people that were very excited when they saw that stance and going, oh, my gosh, it looks just like Peyton Manning when he was with the Denver Broncos. And 
you know, but there, there's been a lot of people that have said, I model my game after Peyton Manning who are not Peyton Manning. You know, the, the biggest thing for Peyton Manning, like his footwork was great. His stance was great, but it was his pre-reads. That was everything. Yeah. The mind, uh, you know, I was listening to an analyst the other day and they said, uh, you know, each player, each great player out there, they, they have their things that they know that they're great at and they lean into it. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, the two greatest pre-read quarterbacks in NFL history. Both of them just know exactly what they're going to do with the football. They know exactly what the defense is going to do. And they, they pretty much know how the play is going to turn out before the play even, even before the ball is snapped. That's, that's what they are great at. They're not great athletes <laughs> by any means. I wouldn't take away from uh, Peyton coming out was not a horrible athlete. It's not like okay. today's quarterbacks, but like he could do some stuff in and around the pocket. Back, okay. Not when he was a Bronco. <laughs> Let's be real. Right. When he came out, the, it's, the game's changed, but he was an okay athlete. Right. But, but okay, 2013, when he won MVP throwing for 55 touchdowns, Peyton Manning might have been the most, he might have been the most unathletic quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I think about that touchdown run against the, the Cowboys. Like most people are like, oh my gosh, is this play in slow mo- motion? No, that's regular speed right there. Yeah. It, it just seemed to take forever for him to get into that end zone. So, so again, the, the biggest thing, if Drew Locke, the, the bigger thing than the stance that I want to see that he took from Peyton Manning is that pre-read ability. When he yeah. can do that, man, that quarterback can take off. Yeah, no, 100%. I actually want to get to this one here real quick. What's Locke's, big, Locke's biggest issue on the field, and can he fix it or them? I mean, the mechanics, the footwork, the base, that's all stuff, but really it is the processing and decision-making. It's being mm-hmm. able to go through reads in time correctly, understanding the coverages, and that's – honestly, I think I have more concern about Locke from a, a post-snap read versus a pre-snap read. You know, it's the ability to understand, like, when I have a cover two, what does that mean for the plays that's designed? Because there is an option off your primary read if defense does play B, you know, our basic coverage B. And uh, he, he just, on tape, it looks like he really struggles with that. And a lot of stats uh, point to that as well, specifically how bad he is um, with 2.5 2. plus seconds in the pocket. You know, everyone, right. a lot of people scream offensive line. Oh, the old line, it's, he's never had a chance. Broncos pass blocking last year was league average. Their run blocking was honestly a bigger concern than their pass blocking and right tackle. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't great, but like Locke, when he had time, he was the worst quarterback in the NFL. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it can't get better, but it's just like, why is that happening? What does that mean? That to me points to inability to get off that first read and read coverages properly within the confines of what the play is asking him to do, what Shermer's scheme is asking him to do. And it also correlates directly with the Shermer having to, dumb down the offense. You know, what, what does that mean exactly? I don't know. You know, it was a weird off season as well. That is an excuse that is valid, um, yep. but we'll see. But uh, Robert, I think the biggest thing is for me, it's the post snap reads. The other stuff, if he can, he can get better. That'd be great. But you know, that's the biggest thing. Um, Curtis Everett coming in $5 super. Thank you very much. Curtis looking like sticking. Oh, wrong way. Sticking your head out there. looks like a window, but be, be careful there, Curtis. Um, uh, <laughs> let's get it boys. Love hearing about uh, equestrian uh, poultry padlock. So uh, that's, you know, it's, I we you like we both said we really do hope that Drew Lock gets it going. Oh, and sorry, Carl, was that you that was pulling that up? There we go. Yep. Richard Somers coming in with the uh, the one dollar super over on YouTube. Uh, if you guys are joining us on YouTube today, please like, subscribe, and share to Mile High Huddle. We appreciate it a lot, and uh, we appreciate Richard coming in with the one dollar super. Richard, if you got any questions, please go. Here it is. Um, uh, 
Bingo, bingo, baby. Richard Sommers coming in. As bad as his footwork can be, until the decision, until he fixes decision making, I can't get on board. Um, and I was talking about that this morning with uh, Scott. I am really concerned we're going to look like I am really concerned I'm going to look like a big hypocrite coming back because I've been screaming uh, decision making, protecting the football over and over again. But I also remember the end of 2019 where Locke had like incredibly low yards per attempt and just was like uber conservative. And like there was there was no explosive offense from the Broncos because he wasn't pushing the ball at all. And I know it's a hard ask to have a guy who is aggressive pushing the ball down the field while also protecting the football. You know, like that's they are contradictory. I'm fully well aware of that. But the greats do both. And if you're going to be great, not even franchise quarterbacks do both. And if he's going to get there, he's going to have to be able to do both. I, so right. I, I don't know. We could see it swing the, totally the other way this season the great, because of how much has been banged on him. Right. The, the greats, they know the times to take the chance. Yeah. That, that's the big thing. Locke, there, there was especially at the beginning of the season, it was just go deep, go deep, go deep. And, and teams are like, okay, we're, we're going to have all of our guys stay deep. We're going to make you have to dink and dunk down the field to beat us. And yeah. they leave guys like Jerry Judy – and KJ Hamler wide open, you know, on those short yardage plays, and he wasn't taking those those shots. And when he did, his footwork was not great enough to make a good pass. And uh, so again, I, all those things are correctable. Th- that's the great thing. A lot of Locke's issues are correctable, um, and we just got to see if he put in the work this off season, the the right work. You know, one of the things that we've heard is that that Locke puts in work. Sometimes he puts it in the wrong place. You know, where this last year he worked on his his physical body, trying to get it as, as good as possible. When, you know, when you have an offseason that you have very little training camp or anything like that, probably better to focus on the mental aspect of it. So which that's why, again, I'm encouraged at the fact that the guys he went and go went to go spend time with Jake Plummer, Peyton Manning, guys that have had the mental aspect of the game down in the past. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good point. Um, and we got, uh, please stop the uh, poultry block. Um, I haven't heard that one, Victor, that much, but that's a good one. I want to rock in the, uh, the emojis there, so that's good. Um, Chris, karaoke Chris coming in saying time to build the Broncos. And we got Pacific North Pacific Northwest brethren, Mr. Boggins coming in here saying, oh, please, God, let's compare Drew Locke to Peyton Manning because Locke had an even stance during OTA walkthroughs. I mean, God, if I wish we lived in a Space Jam world where, like, Peyton Manning could touch a football and like transfer his like mental capacity to Drew Locke. That would be, that would be amazing. Locke yeah. might even have like a, he's a better athlete than Manning was. Manning actually had an okay arm coming out. We just, I think we kind of the, what's the word I'm looking for here? Just because it's the most recent Manning is what we saw. That's kind of what's in our mind, but like 2006, 2004 to 2008 Manning, good arm. Like that, yeah. that guy had a good arm and he was elite in the pocket. So, um, and I, I guess I'm a little biased here. Peyton Manning is yeah. probably my favorite player of all time, let alone a quarterback. So uh, I will defend that guy. But the, yeah, it, it is kind of silly. Um, and Brian Greenfield coming in here with a $5 super over on YouTube. We thank you so much, Brian, uh, for that. And also Mr. Boggins also coming in before the four ninety nine. Shout out to both of you guys here. And Travis Tarbox coming in. Uh, what's up, fellows? Denver Broncos for life. Nick, I'm a diehard Bronco and Hawkeye fan. Good for you. A man of culture. Um, I've watched your Broncos for breakfast show. Not a huge fan of Scott. Not sure why a Falcons fan is on the show. <laughs> Um, well, Scott, I think Scott brings a really good perspective because of how long he's been doing the scouting business and, uh, he has a good football mind and 
seems seems like a good guy too. I've been enjoying the show a lot with him, but uh, you know, not every single person is going to be everybody else's favorite. That's just the, that's just the rub of it. That's, that's life. Um, I know there's probably some people out there. They're like, Oh, Nick Kendall on tonight. Skip, you know, that's something that's, it is what it is. But, uh, I said, give Scott a chance. He's, he's got a good football mind and I've been enjoying doing the, sh- the show with him a lot. Yeah. And I wanted to get to this Muhammad Badri. Uh, congratulations on a new child. Malik, I think is the, the mm. name of, of your new child. So very much congratulations. Uh, a new building the Broncos fan in the, in the making and uh, very excited for you, man. That that's, that's awesome. That is really awesome. Malik. Uh, awesome name. Congrats. New picture on there. I didn't even recognize it at first. It's like, Oh, who's Muhammad? What? He looks so young. Oh. Um, so <laughs> shout out to you, Muhammad. Shout out to your wife as well. Congrats. Um, and uh, gosh, how many 20 years from now, we'll be talking about them uh, Malik in the uh, NFL draft. So the uh, 20, 2041 NFL draft coming in here with Malik. Um, so I think we do also need to talk a little bit about just some, just some housekeeping. Um, the Broncos have signed their first round pick uh, Patrick Sertan, the second signing the standard uh, rookie deal based on like the CBA sets up the structure of every single first round picks or the, the rookies contract. Um, but he did sign it. He's in. And, uh, you know, has the, have the Broncos signed their whole class yet? I know it's pretty, it's pretty darn close. They're one of the teams that have been like knocking people out, signing them quickly. Yeah. Which is different actually for the Broncos. They're usually one of the last ones to get the class signed. So this New is management. kind of a, a, yeah, I was going to say, this is another thing of just seeing, uh, that, he really wants to take advantage of, you know, let's get things done as quickly as possible. Let's get these guys in the building. Let's get to work. Um, and I, I really like that of, of what George Payton has been able to do with the Broncos. Um, he, he's all business. And yeah. well, I, I'm interested to really see. I mean, we haven't really talked about this a whole lot, but just obviously the NFI stuff. Man, that's a that's a tough place to walk into. He, he He's walked into a, a lot of weird situations for his first year. You think about the Von Miller situation with some of his legal issues. Yeah. Having to decide, are we going to pick that up? Or are we not? Obviously, you got big contracts for Justin Simmons, Shelby Harris. You know, just there's been a lot of things for him. And, and then, of course, the quarterback situation has been at the, the top of that list the entire offseason. Uh, yeah. But we got Tom El Greco coming in here with the $5 Super. Really appreciate that. Lock can throw off platform. More concerning reading defenses and timing. Thanks, guys. He can. There's times still, though, you see he does it sometimes when he doesn't have to, one. And and two, a lot of his bad interceptions there, especially late in the season, happened because he was throwing off platform and did not throw an accurate ball. The wide receiver might have been open, but unfortunately, it, it was not a good pass against the chiefs. That's a great one there in the first quarter Broncos driving down the field. And was it, which it was one of the tight ends uh, ended up getting open along the sideline and he underthrew it. And so it would have been a really good play, but instead because it was underthrown uh, ended up as an interception instead. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a, that's a good point. And I was going to say lock. I mean, he can throw, he's the athlete in the arm talent to throw off platform out of structure uh, but his decision-making a lot of times in those, it just, he goes into hero ball, you know, it's like, I got to make a big play and uh, got it. I just protect the football sometimes, especially with the old defensive coach. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl, not anymore. 
The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. You don't want that. And uh, we got Drake coming in here with the, uh, calling us out here saying, uh, if you're crediting Peyton Manning, if it's processing Peyton Manning, processing was abysmal his first five years, 28 interceptions, 15, 15, 23, and 19. Well, that's a good point, Drake. I do want to say that, but there are, I want to retort this just a little bit. Um, One, Peyton Manning was coming on an absolute dog VC's team. They earned that number one overall pick. Uh, he it took a few years for them to really build that team around Peyton to get the offensive weapons that he needed. Two, these numbers, they're raw numbers, and you're talking about 1998, 1999, 2000, 2001, 2002. The game has changed. Simply put, the, the, the offenses are different, the defenses are different, the stats are different. It's like when somebody on Facebook, so I'll just call, I'll just straight up say it, some idiot on Facebook posts like, Drew Locke's stats next to John always in stats and says, see, look at John's stats. He's no different. It's like, buddy, if you don't use like historical markers to like show where that player ranks against their contemporaries, you, it means nothing. Throw it out the window. You're telling on yourself. So right. uh, I'm, I'm tired. I'm a little testy today, I guess. Sorry to call somebody <laughs> out there an idiot. It's probably somebody's friend out there. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just like, that, that's not how it works. That's That's a terrible metric. That'd be like, that's like somebody talking about like, oh, the back in my day, I made 50 cents and I paid my whole college. Like the game's changed. That yeah. doesn't, that doesn't fly anymore. 
you got to use current data. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. So uh, yeah. let me step off this, uh, this pedestal here <laughs> real quick. Um, uh, Muhammad coming in with a $2 super with the um, – he's, he's doing the super so he can get the super-sized pick of uh, Malik in there. And I don't blame him. What a, what a cute kid. Uh, congrats again, Muhammad, and thank you for the $2 super. Uh, we, we really do appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a, that's an interesting comment, Drake. I just kind of wanted to get into that one uh, real quick. Um, oop. Yeah, stop using Hall of Fame players to compare to Locke. I mean, right now Locke is closer to Jake Locker than a Hall of Fame player, right? Like this, comparing anybody to Hall of Famers, honestly, yep. for draft prospects or anybody is just that's a dangerous game. Um, so we got Chase Welner coming in. Oop, I keep trying to get to Chase, but it's okay. Uh, Manning had the fear of the Gators. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And we're going to get the chase here real quick with the thumbs up with a $5 super. Uh, thank you very much, Chase. Chase is always a, a huge uh, contributor to the show, uh, leaving good comments. A lot of times I see that he's changed his photo there, but uh, I recognize the name still, Chase. So don't worry. I got you. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for the super chat. We appreciate it, buddy. And everybody coming in still. Congrats, Muhammad. Congrats. Um, that's that's awesome. Hopefully, some let's keep the good vibes going. Does anybody else in here have some good news? Let us know. We want to highlight you guys. We want to put you on a pedestal as well. Um, so I think um, maybe John had another superhero that he was going to pull up. There we, we got, go. Uh, we got Mr. Boggins coming in oh. once again. Really appreciate that. Um, oh no, I found the super stickers. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, Mr. Boggins, you know, we'll, we'll be excited about those super stickers and uh, yeah, uh, the, the drooling, you know, that that's most nights with me, the pillow. Yeah. So uh, there, I'll, I'll stop there. Anyway, Mr. Boggins, thank you for the super sticker. Really appreciate that. And uh, we'll get to Fly Fisher Hunter or Fly Fish Hunter. Uh, whoa, man, that's a nice fish there in the, the picture. Nice. Carl, what do you do to your pillow that makes I, you do I, that face? <laughs> I sleep and I'm a drooler. Oh, okay. That's what I meant. Sorry. I, I yes, know, I, I should clarify. Yes, that's what I do. When I'm oh, really yeah. tired, it just, yeah, that's what happens. Okay. That's me with my pillow. So sorry. I know it's okay. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm a slap happy fly fish hunter. Um, take me out fly fish hunter. I really need to get out there. There's a not good fly fishing here in Washington, but Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. I need to do it. It's just standing in a stream in the mountains, catching fish, beautiful trout. Oh God, sign me up. Um, we know what Teddy is while Locke's ceiling is still unknown. Let's roll the dice on Locke to discover the upside. Teddy was not paid to be the starter. Well, fly fish, I think in a vacuum, you are correct. Uh, that is probably the way you want to go because if you don't have the guy at quarterback, you should be trying to find the guy. And it's pretty pretty sure that Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy. I'm more sure that Teddy Bridgewater is not the guy as far as a franchise quarterback than Drew Locke because we still are fixing to find out about Drew Locke. Um, but you have a lot of other factors at play here. You have a team, yeah. a roster that is ready to return to the winning ways. I mean, this team needs to have meaningful football. When was the last meaningful football game this team played in December? 2016? I mean, I swear to God, like it's been like 2016. Yeah. Well, um, and the coaches, I mean, like it's, there's so many factors. Like if I was master of the universe, that's probably the way I would go because I'd rather the Broncos bottom out with not Drew Locke being not the guy and being in position to go get a quarterback, uh, then sit there at like nine and eight, eight and nine and be, you know, SOL. Yeah. Um, but you got, it's a one year at a time league. Guys are fighting for their right. jobs. I just, you can't overlook that factor. I really like this question. Wanted to get to this from Nick Malsum, okay. and and let, let's take let's take quarterback off the table, okay? Because that's that's the obvious one. 
What part of the team are you most worried about possibly falling apart during the season or just not being ready for the season? I'll start with this one. Uh, interior offensive line. So, I mean, they were not great last year. Glasgow mm-hmm. was injured for part of it, so we'll see if he comes back healthy. Cushenberry was not great. <laughs> he got better as the season went on, but even he started at worst center in the league and kind of moved up to about like 25th in the league. And yeah. and this is kind of, you know, a lot of people talk about Drew Locke's stats are improved. You know, that's kind of what happened with him. He went from bottom tier quarterback, I mean, like bottom of the, the barrel to like 23rd through 25th ranked quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, yes, it was a move up, which is great. And it shows signs of promise. But it wasn't like this giant leap that you're sitting there going, oh, yes, now we know this guy has the future. Um, and it's the same with Cushenberry. He moved up, but there's reasons that they were willing to go get minors and are working him at center because they're sitting there saying, dude, Kishaberry, your job is on the line, buddy. We're going to have guys in here to push you. And Reisner didn't play great last year. Is he going to have a bounce back season? I I don't know. We're going to have to see. And so that's the unit that I could really see not being as good as we think they're going to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, falling apart, like if Garrett Bowles goes down, the tackle situation is yikes. So, uh, knock on wood for that one. Um, I guess I'm going to stretch on this one, but edge rusher question mark, uh, Von Miller, 33 years. I'm totally 33 years old for a smaller twitched base player. Uh, you know, more of agility and, uh, getting off the line of scrimmage. That's his. That's how he wins. He's not a power player, so to speak. And uh, typically, the guys that rely more on the finesse, the speed, they have a more jarring drop off once they kind of hit that. And uh, Von Miller, hopefully, will be back. Be great. I mean, he is. You know, NFL athletes are all freaks. He is a freak of freaks, like um, mm-hmm. you know, man amongst boys, as they say. Um, but um, he's still coming off a serious injury. He's a year older still. Um, so uh, maybe he's maybe he's not the same this year. I mean, that's a pos- That's a reality that we have to a potential reality we have to think about and then, and then in that reality if uh if chubb gets hurt i'm not sure what this pass rush looks like i mean you still got obviously shelby here and stream on jones but von miller and malik reed as like who's who's the power edge who's who's the big boy there because they're both they're both sams you know they're both the guys that you're gonna have two-point stances you're not gonna see right. them flex down into seven tech or anything or take on uh tackles guards straight up sometimes so uh I'm really reaching for that one saying uh, edge rusher because like Vaughn and Chubb together, it could be amazing, yeah. but uh, I don't trust the depth. And also I'll be honest. I think Malik Reed is a good player, but I think he, he was a big beneficiary of other things around him. Um, I think a lot of his sacks were one-on-one production and they were like the three plus second uh, as well. So um, Malik Reed, a good player, but I do not think he is a, high quality starter, at least from what I saw yeah. last year, despite the I, stats production. I, I like him as a number three. I don't yes. like him as a number two. Yes. You know, he, he's okay. I mean, he'll get paid because he mm-hmm. does have some numbers, Yeah, but uh, you're right. Better as that yep. number three. All right. We got Tom El Greco again, coming in here with the super chat, asking the question, who starts lock or bridge? I think it's going to be Bridgewater. I think Locke is going to struggle enough in camp um, going up against this uh, revamped, very deep secondary. And I really think it's going to be as simple as whoever protects the football the best and is making the proper reads when called for will get the start. Yeah. You know, like that's 
Shermer's offense is, you know, he gives a lot of crap. Uh, and sometimes rightfully so, like he did not do the best, I think, molding this scheme to lock. Uh, but also, if you have a quarterback who can execute and get to the second read or even the third read, things can happen. You know, there are guys open last year, especially yeah. underneath. You know, if, if you hit them, especially if you can hit them in stride, then you can do something. But that just just was not happening at any sort of consistent rate last season. So I lean Bridgewater. If it's at all close, though, if it's at all close, they'll go with lock. Yeah. And especially that early season, you need to win those games. I mean, you're, you're talking about the yeah. the Jags, the Giants, the Jets. Like, these are some of your most winnable games. So who gives you that best chance to actually get off to a good start? Because like you said, these coaches, if they have a losing season, they're gone. Like, this, this yep. big chunk of this coaching staff is gone if, if they lose. And so yep. they have to start off right. Which quarterback does that for you? Which one could you trust with that? Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. And I know we got some supers piling up, but I want to get to this one real quick from my Bronco Hawkeye friend, Travis, here. Uh, which players do you guys believe will take a huge leap? Um, one from offense and one from defense. Uh, I th- I guess maybe I'm just going to hope for this one a little bit, but I'm going to go uh, KJ Hamler as a guy who takes a big leap a lot of time. He was dealing with hamstrings last year. Hopefully he's going to be healthy, um, get mm-hmm. some more chemistry with the quarterback. And uh, I really liked him in college. I think he's he's the most twitched up receiver they have. 
and they need to get some explosive plays out there. So I think he'll take a big step on defense. He's one who's like been busting out the past few seasons, but he got injured last year. Um, and that kind of derailed him a little bit. He's still great, but Draymond Jones, I think he's going to take even another step this season and be even better, especially if uh, Von Miller is next to him. So uh, those are my two guys. Okay. I'll, I'll go. Bradley Chubb, I think, is going to explode on the scene this season. Having Von Miller on the other side healthy and Malik Reed as a backup. Yeah. Like we haven't had a real, real chance to see Bradley Chubb and Von Miller working together in the, in the Vic Fangio system. And so now yeah. getting that opportunity, Bradley Chubb having more one-on-one opportunities. I mean, he, he was the most, one of the most doubled players on defense in, in the NFL last year because they, they said, who else, let anybody else beat us but Bradley Chubb. And this year they're going to be sitting there going, oh, gosh, what do we do? <laughs> they got four guys that could really come after him if they stay healthy. Uh, yeah. So I think he could really explode onto the scene and make the Broncos happy they got that fifth-year option on him. And uh, then Jerry Judy, if you look at his numbers and what he put up in his first year, you look at a lot of other wide receivers that put up very similar stats their first year, you're looking at a lot of the the good wide receivers in the NFL. And I mean, if you take out his, if you, if he catches those drops, he's a thousand yard receiver last year. Yeah. And I I just think, especially you got Cortland Sutton coming back second year in the system. He's going to be a lot more comfortable. Hands are probably going to be a little bit better just because you're not thinking as much. Um, I, I really think he could become that 1,200 yard receiver this year. Are there any concerns? I, I do think he will become more efficient, but uh, he was targeted like crazy last year, and a lot of it, a lot of them were not good targets. And that's I'm not yeah. faulting Mock or Judy or anything. They're just like that's our number one, and that's where the ball's going, kind of thing. Yeah. So, and I think he had the highest rate of uncatchable balls, or like, and that, that again, it's not always that's not always a quarterback. There's there's more to that story. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a uh, you concerned about that at all. It was Sutton being there more efficiency, yeah. but less volume. It, it could be an issue, but I mean, if he has yeah. more on target passes, he's got more opportunity to, yeah. to do well with that. So we got karaoke, Chris coming in here with a 100 uh, super chat and uh, keeping it real boys. Thank you very much there. Karaoke, Chris, keep singing, uh, keep belting those, those tunes. I don't know what your karaoke, your go-to karaoke song is, uh, you know, anybody in the chat, if you want to list your karaoke song, uh, my, my, is my heart will go on. Seriously. No. Oh God. <laughs> I really want to, I want to be, I'm like, I need to learn the lyrics to this song. Cause I really want to knock out, uh, Clint Eastwood by the gorillas. Mm-hmm. That would just be one. I think the bar would be way into it. I miss, I used to go to karaoke every weekend at one of the bars in my college. And I miss those days. Those were good days drinking up. Yeah. With it. A picture of Shock Top, not a sponsor of the pod. I drink better beer than that these days. Um, uh, ben coming in here, Bendy, uh, does nine and eight save Fangio's job? And what record gets us into the playoffs? Um, I do not think nine and eight gets the Broncos in the playoffs. I think the AFC is too loaded right now. Um, there's just way too many good quarterbacks. Uh, so I don't think nine and eight gets into the playoffs. I think 10 and seven would, um, but nine and eight, no. Uh, does nine and eight save Fangio's job? I think it does, but it really there needs to be some context there. You know, like, did you have injuries? Are there, are there valid excuses there for him to go nine and eight? Um, but that's, that's also the Broncos trending in the right direction. That's the Broncos yeah. having meaningful football in December. Are you seeing yeah. these guys improve? Are, and also how, how do they get to that nine and eight? Is it because the offense falls apart when the quarterback's bad and the defense is great? Are you moving on from Fangio in that case? Or are you just going to kind of clean slate on offense, get rid of Shermer and the quarterback? You know, there, these are things that you need to know. Uh, before right. I, 
before you could really give an educated uh, opinion. Right. Well, and I would say in those eight losses, how competitive were you against some great teams like Chiefs? Yeah. Did you keep those games really close? Uh, in division, how did you you rank in some of those games? Um, because the Broncos have not been good in divisional games lately. It, it, it's been pretty pretty bad. So yeah, nice shirt, Nick. It is nice. Had to show it off the D. Oh man, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You go for a bit, karaoke, Chris. No, that's a <laughs> that, that's a fun one. Do you do all the voices too, like the Galileo? Galileo. Oh, Paradise <laughs> by a uh, dashboard. Um, dashboard lights. Meet there both. it is. Okay. Getting some good ones here. Mm, All right. Uh, we got Mr. Boggins coming in here. Uh, would you let Chubb walk in a Rod- Rogers trade? Uh, what else is with the trade? Do you mean, do you mean like, is Chubb part of it? Or are you letting yeah. him walk afterwards? Okay. I, okay, I think that he's part of the trade. Okay. okay. He's the guy that I want to trade the least on this team. Um, well, I don't know if that's actually true. He's the most tradable asset that I want to trade the least. Like you're you're probably not trading Justin Simmons or Garrett Bowles after they signed those deals, given the dead money ramifications. Um, but like Chubb still on his rookie deal, top fifteen edge rusher and ascending player, still got six, seven years of at least like A minus level edge play, which is very valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, would I let Chubb walk in a Rodgers trade? If push came to shove, yes. But uh you bet your butt I'm like Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Uh, Malik Reed, Draymond Jones, whoever, like seriously, take him. Don't take Chubb. Like he's, I think he's actually probably the Broncos most valuable player, not the best player, but the most valuable player. Right. When you factor in positional value, age, all of that into this. Yeah, he, you're right. He is the most value. Um, he might, argue it, it, he might argue bulls. Okay. But he's, he's a little bit older. But he's, he's a tackle, though. Tackles can play five, six years longer age-wise, typically. Yeah, that, that's true. That's, that's just, true. It's an off-season topic. We'll get into it. But, yeah, uh, we will. But uh, my head. like I said, I, I need to see what else is a part of the trade. Yeah. Like, Chubb, to me, is worth a first-round pick and more. So are you, are you saying it's only going to be like Chubb and two other first-round picks? That I'm saying, okay, yep, I, I can get behind that because you can still build the roster with a lot of other draft picks. Yeah, you know, th- there was that recent one that came out that it was it was Chubb, Dalton Reisner, three first round picks and a second round pick. And I'm just like, th- th- that's where we're getting a little crazy. I think at that point, um, I, I I'd still go back and forth because you're still getting Rodgers. Yeah, but, but Rodgers is 38 years old. I know. He's gonna have, like you're gonna have a, a year where it's gonna be a little bit up and down, kind of like Peyton Manning in 2012, where they figured it out at the end. But like, does he have the same like franchise effect that Peyton had on the team? I mean, I don't get me wrong, I want Rodgers, but that's that is quite the price, right? Like you, you have a short window to go with Rodgers, and that's one reason I'm okay with the draft capital. But once you start taking away players who are going to be big contributors for this team, then you are taking away the the very value that Rodgers is bringing. So uh, I lean way more into the draft picks. Uh, than uh, that, and I, Rogers is going to elevate. You have a surplus at wide receiver, right? Like, and even you can get by without Noah Fan at tight end. That hurts, kills me to say as an Iowa fan. But like, once you're taking away Chubb with Von Miller's age and unknown going forward, and right, I, I don't know. That's that one. That one, I do everything I can to make sure it's not Bradley Chubb. Right. Um, Swink McLeod coming in five dollars super here over on YouTube, guys. YouTube, like, subscribe, and share. Um, what will Carl do to the mustache if the Broncos go? 
12 plus wins this year. And if the Broncos get Rogers, does Carl do something with the beard too? I mean, that's Carl. <laughs> well, okay. On? So the, the bet right now, or the deal is if the Broncos do get Rogers, I will do the monkey tail beard on the show. Okay. Um, or I'll, I'll shave it beforehand and then I'll have the monkey tail for the show. And if they get to 12 plus wins this year, I don't know. I, I think, I think you and I could write a little ditty for an introduction song. You get on your violin, I get on my keyboard, something, and yeah. we come up with an introduction song for building the Broncos or for just mile high huddle, something like that. That we, we write that. I've got some, uh, singer songwriters just, uh, through, through my job that, I think we could figure out something that'd be pretty darn cool. I think we could put in that work. Okay. Well, um, unfortunately this is, this is about what I'm working with right here. So I guess I could do like the, uh, like the foom, what is the long mustache here? Fu Manchu. Is that the Fu Manchu? I don't know how much. Yeah. yeah. So the wife would absolutely hate it. I'd probably have to shave my whole face <laughs> immediately afterwards. Yeah. Um, otherwise I'd be sleeping outside, but um, if the Broncos just, just Rogers, you stroke, you know, yeah, you got the long one. Where it's yeah, but you let it go on down, and then you can just you know look really wise as you. Yeah, we yeah. got uh, Mike coming in here saying, "Can't wait for the Rogers talk to be done because he's not getting traded this year. It's been beat to death, and it's simply not going to happen." Mike, if you've been in this business any sort of time, you know the one thing you do is not talk in uh, definitives, absolutes. absolutes. That's the word. Yeah, absolutes because they can come back and bite you on the butt. Yeah. You don't ever want to say it's not, X and X is never going to happen. Because people will dunk on you, so uh, if, gotta give yourself an out, man. Gotta give right. yourself an. If we were doing this show back in, was it two thousand eight when uh, Jay Cutler was traded? Yeah, two thousand eight, I think it was, or two thousand nine season. Um, I, I don't think hardly anybody would have been thinking that Jay Cutler is going to be traded. Like they're, they're yeah. just like, no, you don't trade a young player that just got into the Pro Bowl that looks like a, a future franchise quarterback that's going to be thrown for 4,000 yards and 25 touchdowns a season, especially back then that was, you know, great numbers and uh, boom, it happened. You know, when, when a player is just like, I'm done, I want out of here, especially in today's game, like players have a little bit more power in that way because they have a lot more social media that they can get out there. They can get, people on their side a little bit more. It used to be ownership had all the power in the situation. So it, I, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is one of those people that you look at and you say, once that bridge is burned, he's done with it. I, he has a history of doing that. And yeah. you and I know he's made some demands to the green Bay Packers to say, Hey, if you really want me back, you will do this, this, and this. Are yep. the Packers really willing to to do that for a quarterback? Like you said, that's 38 years old. How much is he really going to be a part of your future? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I just, I am concerned that the Rodgers, Rodgers has used the Broncos to gain more power within the Packers organization. Like maybe I've been watching too much Game of Thrones, but it feels like, a, like an in-house power play a, a little bit, right? Like if you don't do X, Y, and Z and pay me this brand new contract, contract, especially after, Dak got paid after Mahomes got paid, then yep. uh, I'm not interested. So it's not just the money. It's also the power. And uh, I feel like the Broncos could easily be being used right now by Rodgers for that reason. And fans are eating it up. I mean, this team is desperate for average quarterback play, let alone great. Um, so, I mean, that's not a bad play by him if that's the case, but uh, I don't know. I've this, this whole Rodgers thing has been such a roller coaster. So uh, yep. I don't know. Um, 
base case coming in. Speaking of uh, quarterbacks, um, when will we know the starting quarterback? Probably won't be until after the final uh, A, if a Rogers trade happens. June you know, the starting quarterback. Yep. Um, <laughs> B, uh, it'll probably come down to the last preseason game. These guys are going to get reps. They're going to have to be seeing what's going on there. Um, it's only three preseason games this year too. So you're know, not going to get that fourth game where it's like, who, who, uh, who, who was that? <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we I, like it, but sometimes it's a little bit, especially with the bad offensive line play. Ooh. But uh, yeah. What do you think? I really think they're going to have to make that decision after the first preseason game. Wow. So you, you still got two weeks to say, okay, this is our starter. This is the guy that we're getting all the reps to and, and let them really, take over those practices. I think if you wait until the final preseason game, you're just not giving them enough reps to get yeah. ready for the season opener. I think you're doing a disservice at that point to whoever you're going to name the starter. I, I think you're right. It's probably going to come down until the final preseason game, just because that's how teams do it. And, and sometimes it is like they've made the decision, but they keep telling everyone we've not made the decision just because they don't want to tip their hand to the Giants there for the, the week one game of who to prepare for. Um, I, I could see even that happening some too. But uh, it's, man, that, that's such a tough question because you want to have it as soon as you possibly can. Because like yeah. I said, you, you want to get your your number one guy as many reps as you possibly can. Well, it could uh, cut the middle here or split the middle. Week two of preseason, right? And then you have that third preseason game where you can actually really use it as a, a simulated start. So, um, good question there, based. That's a, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, may, it's possible that it becomes very obvious, right? Like maybe Drew Locke, it's clicked year three for him. Second year in the system weapons back getting Cortland Sutton back, who is a much better general accuracy receiver than uh, Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Maybe that would be a big difference for him. Um, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we'll see. Um, so let's keep rolling on these supers here. We got a $10 one coming in from, uh, Kiaka coming in here. Um, how you doing? Uh, Aloha, fellas. Ooh, if you're over, if you're down in, nice. are you just talking fancy? Or are you down in the, the I, I think, Hawaiian Islands? I think they are down there. Oh. I, I think I remember seeing them before and them saying that they they're down there in Hawaii. Okay, well, awesome. Um, aloha to you too, then. And uh, I'm not jealous at all. Um, how do you <laughs> both feel about an update on the Broncos uniform? I feel like it's time. Love the love you, Broncos country. Thank you very much, uh, Kiaka. Uh, hopefully, I'm pronouncing your name right. Let me know in the comments too. I'm doing my darn best. But if you're given a super, especially a $10 super, I better get your name right. Um, yep. New uniform? Yes. The side swooshes, terrible. The dragon rooster bronco head, not for me. I want to go back to uh, more more of a, a retro look, honestly. Like, just the less is more, right? Less is more. Like, you don't have to overdo it. Um, so I bring back the D. Bring back oh. the lighter blue, too. <laughs> bring back the D. I think they should do that. I mean, get back to basics, baby. Yeah, I I love their their color rush helmets. That dark blue, that is that is my favorite helmet that they have. Oh, I love the light blue. I love the lighter blue, especially like <laughs> that orange blue. and light blue. It's like it's time for fun offense. Yeah, and that just screams we're putting up fifty. Yeah, and also the navy blue and orange is like so Chicago. I'm from the Midwest, East Iowa, even that's Chicago Bears. Like I'm a Bronco fan, but like I understand the Bears have historical precedence over the Broncos. Orange and navy blue is overplayed. Man, all right. That well, let's see. The, here's the problem, though. We have no agreement among fans of what they really should do for the updated Bronco uniforms. Uh, <laughs> I, I know 
I know John in the background is screaming because he has his ideas of what he really wants for the Broncos as well. So yeah, write in the comments what you guys would really like to see with the Broncos. You know, we got the we got the brown retro uniform is cool. Oh my gosh, I I still keep picturing Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver, in those uniforms back in that two thousand nine two thousand ten season. And uh, oh my gosh, those were horrendous. Those were so bad. That that was a. I understand why the NFL did it. Of you know that was that what was it like hundred year anniversary of the NFL or something like that or not the NFL but like a football being around but man that was that was hard to watch on TV yeah um, I mean they won that game right was that the Patriots game yes so, yeah, so that would have uh, been two thousand nine not that hard when uh, when you're winning football games um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, we'll see Dennis Woods coming in here. Um, do either of you worry about Aaron Rodgers' prima donna personality coming into Denver, uh, assuming we get him? I mean, it's something that, you know who else? Honestly, guys, like he plays the crowd pretty darn well. But you know who else is a little bit of a prima donna? Peyton, Peyton Manning. Like the expectations, the demand, like crazy. He's like that college yeah. professor you had that's like, okay, you have 10 hours of homework tonight. It's like okay, I guess I'm not, I have no social life because I have to go through the freaking 20 physics problems that yeah. are each like story problem long. And, uh, otherwise I'm going to fail this class. So, uh, thank you. Like he just wants you to be great and he wants to, to make, uh, be great as well. So he demands a lot from you, but, right. uh, I, I mean, there's some not so secret secrets out there that like the John Fox head rolling was very much pushed by uh, Peyton Manning saying, uh, he's gone or I'm gone. So, yeah. uh, and they've had it before. Also, John Elway, another prima donna. Right. And we did have where uh, I mean, Gary Kubiak even said, hey, yeah, when, when Peyton Manning was injured and they sent me the film one day, it's Peyton Manning flipping off the camera, knowing that Gary Kubiak is going to watch this and pretty much saying, I'm ready. Get me back on the field. Like that, that was pretty much what was happening in that moment. So I, I think this is you, you got to look at all the greats. They, they demand different things because... Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. 
the Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. They, they don't like to lose. Uh, Russell Wilson, how many times has he now made demands on the Seahawks of, hey, we need to do this because even going 12-4 and four is not good enough for us at this time. Uh, LeBron James, one of the greatest. I mean, I know we're switching sports here a little bit, but he pretty much builds his roster. <laughs> he tells the ownership, this is what I want. Go do it. And I don't think anybody's sitting there getting after LeBron James a whole lot because he's won a lot of championships. Most teams are like, please, LeBron James, come to our team. There's everybody putting up the banners everywhere. Um, and so I do think there is a little concern with Aaron Rodgers just because he's not the most personable people person. You know, Peyton Manning had a, a good personality in the sense of he could relate to people. He could make people laugh. But I also listen to Aaron Rodgers teammates and they love him. Like there, there's some of them going, if Aaron Rodgers is gone, I might be gone. Yeah. That's how much they love this guy. Like they want to follow him where he goes. And uh, so if they're okay with him, I'm I'm good with him. Yeah. I mean, you know, the prima donna stuff, it's definitely annoying, but uh, a lot of stuff you can teams, locker rooms, fans will put up a lot of stuff. If you're winning, it's kind of like a, not that they are too far off topic here, but like drew locks, dancing and rapping, you know, if the Broncos are winning and drew locks playing great, great fun times. If you're losing, that gets old fast. Yep. So, uh, it's definitely something you have to worry about Dennis, but, uh, I do also hope that Aaron Rodgers would have like a little bit of self-awareness where like, this is the bed that I made. This is what I asked for. And now I'm here and I, I'm going to try to stick it to a, I'm going to try to stick it with the Packers, but also, you know, like I've been a hall of fame caliber quarterback for how many years? And I've made one super bowl. Is it really just one super bowl in the NFC even? I mean, so uh, that's, I think that's kind of something you'd have here as well. Is, is he willing to bet on himself? And I think yeah. you'd ha- you have to assume so. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah, no, that's a good question, Dennis. It's something to think about. Um, but uh, do we have much more going on here? Any I'm more supers? To... I think, I think we're all caught up. All right, guys. Well, I think, unfortunately, everyone, I have to go um, do some errands. So I think we're going to be getting out of here pretty darn soon. So uh, we appreciate y'all. Unless any super is going to come, come down the tracks here in the last next like five minutes, uh, we're going to call it. We're going to call it call it a day. Um, so guys, you can find me on Twitter at Nick Kendall, MHH. You can find Carl on Twitter at Carl Dummer. Also shout out to, uh, John behind the scenes, follow him on Twitter at John K MHH pulling up the, uh, the supers, the super stickers, especially, I don't, I don't understand how those work. Um, but, uh, appreciate that when John's here that he can do that. Um, and, uh, guys follow us on Twitter at BTB football pod and at mile high huddle. Uh, please 
like, subscribe, and share if you are joining us on YouTube today. Uh, click those thumbs up if you're joining us on Facebook. Uh, shout out to everybody who gave us a super chat today. And uh, how much is a super duper chat worth? Uh, <laughs> 10 gold stars. So uh, thank you very much for the, the comment. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Does everybody saying fantastic show? I, hope, I mean, we appreciate everyone coming in here, hanging out. What do, what do you got the rest of the night, Carl? Well, I just got to go home and do some cleaning, man. Oh, Unfortunately, man. I gotta gotta go do the the honeydew list. Mm. I've been a little slacking on that, and not uh, not being the great husband I I need to be. Carl, it's okay because you're being a great podcast host. You're also <laughs> hanging out with that pillow too much. That's so, right. So uh, if you're going to be a better husband, probably put the pillow away for a little bit. Um, but uh, <laughs> we appreciate everyone. Everyone stay safe. Um, hopefully the quarterback stuff gets figured out, and hopefully the Drew Lock footwork stuff. Big, big turnaround for him. You know, that's that's what we're hoping for. I see people saying, oh, yep. how can you be critical all the time? It's like, well, A, we're analysts, not fans. I, the fan, I'm wearing a hat, but the fan hat has been put away for years now for the Broncos. Double fan hat for the Hawkeyes. Um, but the fan hat for the Broncos is put away. Analyst. So is what it is. Um, we appreciate everyone joining in here. Love y'all. Stay safe. We'll see you next Tuesday. Same time, same place. Go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 